third episode of the Lockout, a podcast about E1 Fantasy and LOL Esports where we recap the previous week of the LEC and LCS, talk about our lineup strategies for the upcoming weekend, discuss recent noteworthy events and ask questions or answer them. Depends. I'm your host Jordan, the Overwork Community Manager and this week I am joined by Johnny. Hey! Johnny, how about you? <laughs> hey! <laughs> How about you introduce yourself? Hi. As I literally have no idea who you are. Hi, I'm Johnny. I'm the uh, VP of content um, at Esports One. I'm really glad to have, um, glad to be invited to this awesome podcast. Um, the lock-in didn't want to have me this week, so I'm glad you uh, you asked me. Okay, that's great. What is Iran? Um, Esports One, we are a, uh, I feel like people should know this by now, seeing there's already been three episodes. <laughs> But we are essentially a, a statistics and data company, um, and we have a fabulous fantasy product for League of Legends currently um, called E1 Fantasy. You can access it at fantasy.esports1.com. You set a lineup every week um, made up of LEC and LCS players, and you know watch your, your points accumulate. You can win prizes, beat your friends, or beat yourself, whatever you want to do. That sounds, that sounds interesting. That uh, sounds like a great product to build a podcast around. Anyway, uh, let's let's get it started first of all, and um, let's get a short recap of uh, the week in the LEC and LCS. Like uh, Shaka had a pretty good week. G2 looks back to inform. Matt and Rogue both stumbled upon weaker opponents. And like, what do you think about LEC? In general, I, I love I love the LSE. I'm actually a huge fan of it. Um, I think the games are re always exciting. Um, I think there's always an element of unpredictability, um, and I love the aggressive playstyle. I, I feel like it. LEC is really topping um, the LCS at the moment in terms of like game quality and just the aggression and um, the the willingness to like take risks. The LCS is very like they play it very safe at the moment. I don't think that's going to scale that well in Worlds. Okay, that makes definitely sense. Um, what do you think about uh, the current um, teams in NA in general, like who will make playoffs? What is, because you're more of an expert on NA because, uh, well, I don't watch LCS, who cares about LCS? <laughs> so, um, Jenny, let's talk about that one. Uh, it's Jimmy. Um, so... Okay, sorry, Jimmy. I think, honestly, I think the current standings are very accurate for who will make playoffs. I can't see um, CLG, Immortals, or Dignitas really making a play. Um, I think, um, yeah, I just, I don't think, I mean, in 100 Thieves, they've had some impressive games, but I haven't found them overall as a squad that impressive. So I actually think the LCS, as boring as this answer is, I think it's pretty accurate current to the current standings of who will end up in playoffs. Okay, so you think that uh, CLG, Immortals, and Dignitas will not make playoffs? Oh, definitely not. No. Okay. I'd have, I'd, That's good to know. I don't. I I As love the teams. teams make playoffs. I love this season. <laughs> uh, three will not make it. That's <laughs> that's interesting to hear. Well, <laughs> I I think I think really realistically, I I actually forgot that they take eight. So that's my bad on that one. <laughs> um, but I don't think the bottom three deserve it. So if they can cut it down to seven teams, I think that's probably worth it. Um, but in terms of that last spot, yeah, my bad. It definitely is eight teams. But then I think, I don't. I honestly so, don't know. Maybe Immortals is better than CLG. Oh. Immortals is better than CLG. That's a fact. 
thanks for uh, thanks for your comment on that. Um, but uh, like le let's let's drop the topic uh, to something less embarrassing, uh, <laughs> EU. And uh, here we are actually about a region that uh, can play League of Legends and uh, two people who can talk about EU, right? Sure. Um, since uh, everyone making an A playoffs, as we already established, um, what do you think? Who uh, who will not make LEC playoffs? This. How, how many teams make the LEC playoffs? Is it ten teams? Uh, it's 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 close. I would need to wait a moment now. Uh, ah, uh, G2 and Fnatic and four other random teams. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think um I think it's. I think G2 and Fnatic will definitely make it. I don't see them dropping. I feel like they're crunch time teams. Um, I think it's top six, right? And I'm not going blank, am I? Um, I, I would say... It's, it's G2, Fnatic, and four random teams. That makes six teams, yeah. Yeah, I think... Honestly, I don't know. I think it's pretty... Like, I think it's stabilized a little bit in the LEC as well. So everyone makes playoffs. I think everyone except the teams that don't currently probably will make playoffs. Oh, okay. That's uh, that's a bold call. Um, Who do you think? I uh, already uh, ran, uh, ran through the numbers, predicted every game with 100% accuracy, and um, established that on the first place we will have Rogue, on the second we have Mad Lions, on the third is G2, followed by SK, then there is Axel and Fnatic on six, as it's a na uh, law of nature that Fnatic makes playoffs. So, um, yeah, Shike will not make the miracle run. No, sorry for that. but do you think, uh, I mean, Origin, probably the only other team I think could like put some pressure? I, th I don't think there's any pressure at all for Origin because uh, their brand is basically established by this point in the franchising. Um, they fans recognize that the team will always do well in spring and collapse in summer and that's a well-established <laughs> formula and i don't think that it makes sense branding rise like to change it all up look all you, of a sudden. you're a man of both science and marketing and i i definitely trust you on, on this one so i'm not going to make any further comments about oregon the team oregon yeah oregon um, or oregon no. orgy <laughs> or, or orgian I don't know, uh, but uh, let's let's ne not dwell on uh, that further. Um, okay, since we already established that everyone makes playoffs in both EU and NA, except the teams that don't, um, I just want one more question for the future for from you, as you're the expert here on this podcast. I feel like I'm the guest. I feel like you're the expert. I'm, I'm no, uh, no, no, you're the guest and the expert. Oh, I appreciate Sorry that. Sorry that wasn't clear. Uh, it's, it's clear now, and I, I'll try and give some expertise. Uh, okay, thank you, Jeffrey. Um, it's Jenny. Who? Sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, I was just out there for a moment. <laughs> I had to think of some unpleasant thoughts and just... <laughs> Okay, I, th I, th I think I, th I think I can move on. <laughs> uh, as we uh, d 
as we don't really have uh, any idea about the playoff formats on both EU or NA because this is something that do uh, doesn't concern us and we are both uh, above of those things. Uh, who do you think will win EU and NA? Which team? Um, well, I don't. I know for a fact that no EU team will currently win the LCS. Um, so if we're talking about just teams from the league that are eligible to win, um, LCS, I feel like, I think Cloud9 will take it. I think Liquid are stable, are quite a stable team, but I'm not sure that they're that special. And I think if, especially if you're playing like a best of five, I yeah, think... Yeah, specialists on Exo. So, sorry to interrupt. No, that's all right. Um, look, I don't think any of the OPL or TCL teams will win the LCS either. So let's go to the LEC. Um, I think the team oh. that wins the LEC is going to be G2 Esports. I think they're going to get back into form. They have very, very, very... They have five players, which is really a strong a strong thing. If you had four players that's, in a team, you, yeah, you're not going to win. That's more than four. Um, that's actually more than Excel has, for example. <laughs> Who are you not counting in Excel? Uh, I, I, I just name dropped him, like a few sentences ago. Uh, sorry, I blanked out. I was trying to work out um, yeah, what day yeah, of the week yeah, it was. Yeah, so yeah. Um, uh, that's uh, that's uh, pretty ironic because uh, Excel doesn't have uh, have a mid laner who's very special, and yet again they have a mid laner who's special. <laughs> that it's it's crazy. It's a special team. Anyway. Do you think... Do you, yeah. All right. Who do you think is the most... I'm, I'm going to just take over your, your podcast as the yeah. expert. Who do you think is the most overrated team in the tops... Let's say top four currently. Out of Mad Lions, Rogue, four. SK, and G2. Which is the most overrated? The most overrated is definitely SK from those four. Definitely. It's not even close. SK is a very bot-centric team with Crown Shot. And... Uh, we all saw the reaction with, like, um, for example, Zazie carrying a game recently. And everyone just went nuts because nobody really expected that. Because everyone just uh, got focused for go good reasons on uh, the bot lane of SK. And that was, for the longest of the time, the only win condition the team had and even has right now. Because, um, like, the only games that SK won were either through Crownshot or through random Baron steals. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. Although I do think that I think SK is a good team. I don't think they're overrated. I think don't people don't actually rate them that high. I think they perf they're overperforming maybe a little bit now. But I think I think Rogue is the most overrated team. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I think they have some really good players. I also think they've had some wins that are just average wins and they've thrown some games they definitely should have won. I don't I don't think they are going to do well. In the postseason that's my prediction it's my very unprofessional prediction um it's based a lot yeah, but, on um, just my personal views and and i mean it's still higher quality than lewis smith so lewis look lewis is is good <laughs> i mean he looks at the data he's an expert he makes critical decisions about the information provided he understands the game back to front um he's got all the comp he's got the company of esports one backing him with all the technology that we have but that's good, but you don't have my absurd views. And I think that's yeah. what I'm banking on, my absurd views. And I, th and I feel like Rogue, yeah, not quite. 
not quite going to do as well as people think. Lewis is great, don't get me wrong. He, he's a very smart guy and you should listen to him over me. But for the purpose of this podcast, he can't... Re- he's wrong. There's no rebuttal. There's no rebuttal. So I'm just yeah. going to say my opinion. Um, this, this is correct. Uh, anyway, we need to move on. I don't agree with uh, your opinion on Rogue and I will definitely keep talking about my opinion on Rogue in a few weeks if Rogue performs th- still performs well, so I can say that I was right in hindsight. Um, but we need to move on uh, to the next topic, uh, which is uh, your fantasy lineup. Ooh. Is it good? Is it bad? Um, look, I'm having a, an, an above average season, but not as pop off as I did last split. This week, it's a um, it's a challenging one. So I currently I'm backing FlyQuest a lot. Um, usually I go pretty heavy EU, but I think that these the FlyQuest have like an easy easy lot of matches with CLG and Immortals, and um, so I'm going for Santor and Power Evil and Wild Turtle. So they're my three core positions, top and support and team i'm actually going for shulker players Ooh, shulker. and that's more of a cost effective choice it's a cost effective with a upside shulker has a good end of season momentum i don't think they're gonna you know they, i don't think they're necessarily gonna make playoffs but i think they'll score enough fantasy points and have bloody games to be worth featuring in my lineup um i don't want to mention the players i don't want them to get egos i want them just to concentrate on the game um i don't want dreams to be dreamy during the game because he knows he's in my fantasy lineup. Uh, but he isn't. Like, uh, we don't know who's in your fantasy lineup from Schalke. Oh, sorry. Dreams is yeah, in my yeah, fantasy yeah. lineup. Sorry. I did, well, I did say the support. I thought... Sorry, I thought you were an expert. Uh, I, you, I thought you, you just... To, uh, I, I don't know. You wanted to show support for the support. I can appreciate yeah. that. And, um, um, and I have... Um, I'm not going <laughs> to... I can never pronounce this guy's name, the top laner for Schalke. I'm going to call him Oreo. Uh, Oduamne. Oduamne. Uh, Oreo, yeah. I've got Oreo on, on top lane. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, Oreo on top lane. And I've got uh, Schalke 04. As the team. As the team. Even though they are 4-0 at the moment. In the last uh, two weeks, at least. I think, I think, again, I think they're going to contest objectives. I think they're going to play aggressive. They just want... Their end of season form, for some reason, is always good. And, and they showed it in spring split. I think they just want to destroy teams they, chances they <laughs> siphon the en- they siphon the energy of origin it's yes it's uncanny it is uh, anyway it's really funny how the team that won the last four games in a row is pr- still the low budget option on the platform i i think it's, it's no i think it's because it's no guarantee right we're just we're assuming momentum's going to persist but based on record and points scored which is what the salaries created and um lewis does a really good job with the salaries um lewis is great and honestly he writes very good articles that actually have very accurate picks me myself i'm an emotional fantasy player so i just pick people that i like um which is probably why i'm not doing as well as i should be this split the um the secret strategy the best strategy is to just uh, pick players you don't like so if they do well you're happy that your points uh that your points are uh performing well and if they don't well you're happy that the players you don't like are not performing that's true my number one rule yeah. is don't pick don't ever pick players that you like i don't even consider them if i know them or i like them i don't pick them Pick- I, yeah uh, the 
my secret is I don't know any of those players, so, so I just randomly uh, guess which players I don't like. I wouldn't like if I knew them, uh, which is why I uh, this week ran for Helios. For you example. told me you live in the Vitality Gaming House. Uh, n- 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 not on the podcast, please. Oh, sorry. They they can't now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so I p- uh, picked Alfari Gilios Larsen upset Vendor Rogue and uh, to make it short, That's good. Um, basically um, I'm just betting on Origin to have a good week and if they have a good week, because I think that Axel is not a team, they only have four players, um, and if Origin can abuse that, uh, they have one safe win and going Alfari uh, is basically just great if Origin wins at least one game and he's only 260k. Uh, upset uh, has like still incredible stats and uh, almost always scores well in fantasy win or lo- loss. It's not a big risk in my opinion. And I'm going uh, full on a rogue with uh, Larsen, Vanda and Rogue as a team, as I said, because uh, I uh, think that they're, they're favored in the matchup versus Mad Lions this week as their early game is pretty fucking solid and Matt's early game is pretty fucking wacky these last weeks. It is a bit shaky. It does make me a little bit nervous going into playoffs. Um, the Mad Lions are questionable Lions at the moment, but I think they can pull through. But they're not they're not rebranding, just to disclaimer. They're just still going to be called Mad Lions. I'm just, I just made a joke. Uh, uh, ah, okay, good. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks for this disclaimer. Thanks. I don't know what I would thanks, have done. Thanks, Gary. I need to delete that message. No, I pr- um, appreciate that, David. Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you, Gene, for your uh, for uh, for this it's information. It's jolly. Uh, it's jolly. Oh, okay. Th- thank you, jolly. Um, coming uh, coming to the uh, last segment of the podcast. Uh, these are the community questions, and um, if you have a question for the lockout podcast, just uh, uh, just ask me the question. <laughs> you you will know how to find me. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, uh, this question is for our uh, this week's guest, um, uh, Jenny. Who do you think is the superior it, analyst of the lock-in? It's it's Jason. Jesse or Lewis? It's Jason. Okay, um, uh, uh, I would say. Okay, sorry, Jonathan. I would say. I think they like this is going to be quite a neutral answer because they're both friends of mine, um, and they're right next to me. Um, they're not right next to me. I, I live in a card. I, li- I live in a cardboard box. Ha! Huh, you definitely look like that. Okay. I would say, if we're talking fantasy, I would say the superior analyst is Lewis. I would say Lewis is superior analyst because he's also expected to be seeing he does all the salaries and writes all the articles. However, I do think Jesse has a very strong grasp on fantasy as a player. I think they're both very skilled. Yeah. Honestly, he's he's beating me in the internal um, E1 team league, so that's quite sad um, for me. Um, and I'm But I'm coming second, which is quite good. Um, the one thing I would say is that the, the main thing we really should look at when we're talking about fantasy and statistics and data, um, and we're looking at games, gameplay, teams, breakdowns, history, um, current events, you know, things that are affecting these players like illnesses, um, you know, 
playing out of gamer houses, internet connections, latency, um, you know, if we're talking about the clothing they were wearing, performance, you know, whether they've been working out or not, whether they're hydrated or whether they've been eating right, you know, whether they cook their own meals or someone cooks it for them. Um, these are all factors that really, um, that um, have nothing to do with what I'm about to say. I think I could beat Lewis and Jesse in a foot race. Damn, you really think you could do that? Wow. Ooh. That's impressive. That's alright, Gerald. But anyway, this will probably be the end of uh, the podcast for today. Check out the blog and yada yada. They even had an interesting guest. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's it with the one podcast that you really shouldn't listen to. Goodbye and thank you, Jeffrey, for being there. Good night. W will I? Will I be getting? Are you paying me through PayPal or are you sending a check in the mail?